Hey, to quote one of the best movies of all time, The Hangover, we are back! All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to 614 Headsets. We're your hosts, uh, Ryan Sayers. Say hello, what's up to everybody? We're back in action, baby. I'm pumped up for this episode for sure. You guys got a treat if in your favor right now. We got Donovan White. What's up, everyone? I took some advice, switched the background a little bit. Don't worry, there'll be more to come, but it'll be more exciting than just couple things in the background it'll, there we it'll go. change gonna, i'm sure in the future you're gonna make mama stout proud i'm so happy <laughs> for you man and myself kyle stout hey tom brady said it best football is unconditional love and we couldn't agree more this game is a lifestyle and we consider our show a movement of that we're three high school football coaches from the columbus area who just love this game and just can't get enough of it donovan tell them what we got today We've got two, not one, but two guests on today. We're going to talk with Coach Jumbo about some all-star game coming up. You know, no big deal, you know, Columbus, just some little old all-star game that we're all really excited about. Um, and then we'll introduce Coach Bell after that. And, and, and we're really excited to have both of you on. So we really appreciate you coming on first, Coach Jumbo, and then Coach Bell when, when he joins on. So we're really excited for today. Uh, special episode, two guests, not just one. Yes, first time, two, and it's going to go smoothly. We're already off to a great start. But before we begin, let's talk about 614 Headsets Partner, Fundraising University. Fundraising University Ohio offers a variety of fundraising efforts that helps football teams run profitable, effective, and fast-paced fundraisers designed to raise the most money in the shortest amount of time to reach their fundraising goals. Fundraising University of Ohio is locally owned and operated, and with their six-step blitz system will help your team maximize profits. As their current coach himself, Brent Maxwell with Fundraising University will sit down and help you pick, plan, strategize, and execute your fundraiser that will allow you as a coach to focus on your practice time, prep time, player development, and personal time. Fundraising University of Ohio offers 60-minute donation platforms which will have your money in eight days, digital and hard discount cards where they will put in all the work for you and your boosters, and their popcorn sale with all digital and cashless uh, and others as well. If you are interested in fundraising university and helping you out, contact Brent Waxwell at bmaxwell at fundraisingu, the letter U, dot net, or by phone at 740 Eight nine four six to learn how to get started with fundraising. Brent is still looking for football teams for this July and August, and it's not too late. And let me be honest with you, from my time as when I was a head coach, fundraising to me was the biggest anxiety and headache. I can't tell you how many nightmare stories I had rounding kids up on a bus, heading to downtown, building volleyball floors, selling chocolate bars, you name it, right? And I felt like all that work was for pinching these small pennies. And I wish there was a platform like this now. And fundraising has changed. And Ryan, you have actually used Fundraising University and Brent for a long time. Just tell us what your experience has been like. Man, Brent has became actual a personal friend now. You know what I mean? That's, that's the type of guy he is. He's done a phenomenal job. Um, he comes in and he's gotten our fundraising rolling. Um, for us, you know, we were able to get two sets of new jerseys, a set of new practice jerseys, um, new Revo Speed Flexes. We got some new shoulder pads. Um, in, in my time with Brent, in just my two years, right, he, he's raised uh, or helped me raise, right, 
close to $20,000 already. Um, and so that just goes to show you, especially what he can do. Cause you know, the year before my first year, um, you know, we only raised about 6,000 in the past two, you know what I mean? So from him looking at what he did for me for my first year and then brought him in second year and bought into what he was doing, man, we've done, uh, we've made great strides in our fundraising. Um, and he's just done a great job. But one thing about Maxwell, right? Let me just tell you, don't let that man hustle you on a golf course. <laughs> this dude pulled up late real quick. Side note. Okay. Pulls up late to the golf course stout. Okay. And, and you know, he's a stand-up guy when you're talking to him, everything. He comes up, he's like, Yeah, I'm not that good. He's kind of late, already running late. First drive kind of shanks it. Then the man comes out and shoots, I think, like a um, I think it was two over par, was like a 78 for the day. Ooh. I looked at I'm like, man, I'm over here like, yeah, I broke 100. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Smoked me. Great guy, though. We'll go out with you, we'll become a friend of yours, um, and we'll help your every program. He works with my volleyball now. He'll work with cheer and drill team. He's just all over our place, um, does a great job, well-known, um, and everybody loves him. Um, I'll tell you what. The, absolutely. These these fundraising platforms and fundraising university, what they can do for your program, I wish was around while I was a head coach. I can't tell you the amount of work and headaches and six to eight months I would put in for 10 grand. And the fact that you could have somebody that could come in and make something hassle free and do that for you in an hour and build some competition and have some fun with it. I, I just swear, I wish Brent was around when I was a head coach and maybe my life would have been differently in those couple of years. So do that. Hey, coaches, coaches, uh, if you maybe are even a company who's listening to this, check out Fundraising University. You could check them out on Twitter at Ohio Fundraising as well. Reach out to us and we'll make sure you get to Brent too as well if you missed anything. Uh, but just check them out. And we, we are so excited that Brent believes in 614 headsets and we believe in him donnie let's get it started all right well all gas time baby let's go i'm about to say i started to introduce this this is coach sayers you i was about to say what am i what am i doing here Hold on, Don. I was gonna Take say, slow up. your roll. <laughs> Let me get uh, like our one guy that not many people know. Book said, "Right, uh, right pedal, Ryan, all day." Um, let, let's get it rolling. All gas, no brakes. Um, here's the thing: we got a great one today. Um, we got a guy that's all gas, no brakes across the city for multiple years. Um, Coach Jumbo's gonna be joining us, uh, and we're excited to have him. This year is a huge one. It's big. XL edition. It's the 40th edition, right? 40th year of the Central District All-Star Football Classic, which will be played on June 17th. Okay. And he's going to help us uh, today talk about the guys that we're, we're excited for to play in that game. Guys that we've, you know, maybe coached, guys we've coached against, guys we've seen. Um, but today, man, I'm honored to be able to introduce Coach Jumbo. Um, he played in the game, actually. This is one of the most unique things he told us right before the thing. He played in the game in 1992 himself. Um, and now he has taken the game over. Um, I've been in the city for four years, and he's always had Northland guys on the roster. Um, yeah. Takes get care of our kids. Um, and, you know, for him, 
little interest and stuff. You know, he's been in the city for 26 years. He's been rolling. He's been out here getting it. Okay? Um, he's done 15 at East, five at Indy, um, one at Lyndon McKinley. And then he has six years now. He's at South High with old man Yates. All right. <laughs> now, um, hopefully he listens to that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, excited. Coach Jumbo, we are excited to have you. Go ahead. Tell us. I yes. say hi. Introduce yourself. Go ahead and do what you got to do. Hey, I appreciate you guys. You know, I, I was really looking forward to this opportunity, man. And, you know, you guys reached out. I'm excited to be a part of this podcast and be able to talk a lot about, uh, like you said, the XL, the 40th edition of the All-Star Game. Um, you're right. I, I played in this game back in 92. Uh, that sort of tells my age a little bit. But, you know, I, I definitely played a part of this game. And, and, and the <laughs> I wasn't thing, even born yet. Right, right. You weren't even born yet. But you know who else played in this game with me, who was a part of my – who was my teammate was uh, – uh, Coach Luke Fickle, you know, Wisconsin head coach. He played the game wow. with me. Uh, the late, uh, great Terry Glenn was a part of this game and, and a host of other guys, man. This this game, you know, started back in 83. So uh, by my old high school football coach, uh, Dan Dupler. Uh, he started his game in 83. He has since passed. And, you know, I was able to take over the game in 2013. Um, actually, that year I coasted. I uh, was played at Reynoldsburg. And, and a little bit of brag about myself is that I still have the highest points scored uh, that I know to record in the all-star game. So we put up so yeah, so every year I challenge the teams like who's gonna beat that record. And one team was close a couple years ago. I think they came up with 42. Uh but I'm gonna let Coach Bell record. know you said this. You know Bell's on later. You know I'm what I'm saying? I, I know, you know, he's trying to put the points up. You know, that's why I'm so excited uh, about sounds this game. like we need to put a little six one four wager on that one. <laughs> hey, the way it goes, you know, uh Jason Bell, they got a little bit of history, you know, it was great. You know, I'm so happy that those two uh, Coach Yates, uh, head coach out of South, uh, was a part of the city championship sharing over there. And Coach uh, Bell over in the uh, uh, north, uh, out of east, he was, uh, you know, shared the city over there, of course, you know, with you as well. Um, so bringing those two guys together because they got a little history with each other, uh, both for our uh, division, you know, coaches of the year in the state. So. You know, it's, it's sort of battle to go, man. To to really. Hey, that's just... not the last time we're gonna all be together, though, Coach. No, nah, nah, you know, I'm sure. Second scrimmage. It's East and Northland versus Afro and South. We're doing a sweet little thing. I'm so so. Is Afro or is it Indy? Because he told me it was Indy and South. Did, did did Douglas change his mind or something? I don't, I don't know about that, but I I think it's Afro because we might be doing something special. But that's okay. that's, that's the TBD though. Yeah, really? yeah. You know, Yates is excited yeah. about that. So it, you know, the city's doing some things, man. I'm really excited about uh, what Central High overall is doing, man. And and this All Star Game is is an honor for me to put on. Every year, um, I got over 40 schools uh, from players from 40 different schools uh, that participates in it this year. And, you know, we got a huge roster. My goal is to get 40 on each side. We're about there uh, to play this game. Again, it's going to be on June 17th. And the good thing about it is my first game, my coach was at Reynoldsburg. Uh, we've played other places over the past 10 years and had some missed games because of COVID. But uh, I'm happy to say we're back at Reynoldsburg, you know, thanks to Coach uh, uh, Phil Moore over there at Reynoldsburg. Uh, in the Reynoldsburg School District and the community. We're back at Reynoldsburg this year. Yeah, um, I just saw you put that up today, Coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was big. At Reynoldsburg Stadium, a mm -hmm. beautiful field and setting. Yes. I love playing there. It's a great yeah, it field. Is. It is. What time is the game, just for anybody that's listening? So so here's a good thing. The kickoff is going to be at 6 o'clock on Saturday, okay, as far as a weekend. But we're doing something really special. Uh, we're actually going to have a two-day scrap again, a two-day event. 
uh, on Friday, um, you know, they're going to have their pregame and things like that starting at 530. But prior to that, starting at 2 o'clock, we're going to have a, uh, a trade fair, trade school fair for graduating seniors uh, to come that maybe college isn't a path for them or may not continue their path athletically. Well, we got some trade schools that, and vendors that are going to be there. And not only for those, but to assist their entire family, we're going to have career fair people there with job opportunities as well. So we're going to uh, really do this thing big this year to celebrate the 40th year by making sure we affect everybody in the community. So I'm excited. That's about the that. XL edition, baby. Yeah, that's the XL edition. I like that. Yeah, we that's got some awesome. great, we got some great people who are sponsoring. You know, Natu, uh, created Central Higher Futures, uh, trading, uh, building trading centers, and you know, all these groups are coming together to sponsor this to make sure you know we're really reaching out uh, to make a better environment for the whole community. Well, let's get, let's get into the let's get the into the game. Like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking at the list. I'm like, let's get into the mm -hmm. thick of things. Yes, sir. All right, Donovan's let's put this first one up. Absolutely. So let's get started here, right? So we got a team Bell versus a team Yates. Mm -hmm. Coach Jumbo, is this something you do every year? Or is this kind of new putting two coaches against each other? Well, it was an opportunity. You know, I know those two guys personally. You know, I you know I've been knowing Bell for many years. We actually played against each other. And Coach Yates, I've been coaching with him, and I know the little behind the scene competition that they got with each other. So it was it was no better way to bring it out and 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 let them display that competition, that good friendly competition amongst each other by playing with an all-star game where you're full of athletes from everywhere. Man, do they got some players on both teams that I'm excited to watch play this year. It's not it, always friendly though, Coach Jumbo. Nah, it isn't, but you know, I try to keep it as friendly as, as possible. You know, I really do. This game is stacked. Donovan, go ahead and and show everybody Go ahead and show everybody our top two players we picked. Coach Jumbo, why don't you start us off and you talk about the two players you're most excited about in the game uh, on Team Bell. i tell you what, you know, that, that first guy, you can see two people picked him is Will Cooper. Uh, he's a, a Tiffin uh, commit who's going to go play a Tiffin, man. He's not a really big guy, man, but is his heart and soul big, man. This year for uh, Thomas Worthington, uh, he was all state guy, man. He was all everything uh, for them, man. He threw over 3,000 yards, had over 34 touchdowns, man. He was an amazing guy uh, to watch, you know, throughout the season. And, you know, he was one of my very first commits, man. And, it, and I was ecstatic uh, to be able to know that he's going to play an all-star game and provide that uh, talent uh, this year. Uh, on defensive side, uh, he's a representative of Coach Bell, man. He was a part of that, 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 that train that had – He's going this year, and you know, and the good thing about it is I coached his uncle uh, some years ago, and he was a sack leader for us. And, and to watch this kid sort of reincarnate his uncle, but create his own individual, C.J. Swanson, uh, he was a monster for uh, Bell this year, man. He had, uh, I think, maybe about ten sacks this year alone, you know. So he's a Notre Dame college commit. So it, you know, I can't wait to see uh, what those two guys bring to the game this year, amongst a whole bunch of other guys that's gonna participate. Hey, it was tough. CJ was almost on my list, bro. Man. CJ did did his thing against us at, at Northland. I ain't gonna lie, CJ tore us up. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's a big body too. He's a real big body. And he, you know what the funnest thing has been about doing this show and doing these segments is the film it forces me to watch sometimes and go back into some of these maybe players who aren't in our league and I get to see. And, and that, that has been a lot of fun for me. Ryan, right pedal Ryan, give us your top two. Top two from Bell's team. Got to go with my guy, right? 
my guy, Makai Kilborn, uh, our wide receiver at Northland High School, right? He's committed to Ohio Dominican, runs the 100 meter two for us. He he He's in our four by one team that just won our district. Um, he's he competed in regionals tonight. Um, and so, you know, he's a dominant player and he, he changed, you know, Makai did a lot of things for us. He changed my whole program. He's that type of kid, right? Um, you know, he transferred into us from Westerville Central and came into us in just his one year of being with us. Um, Makai put a stamp on Northland High School, and that just says a lot about his character. And, uh, you know, the best thing you can say about Makai is he's one of the best kids ever in the school. Like, got great grades. Um, everybody loves him, right? Um, just a great kid, and I love his family, too. His mom, dad, amazing, right? I'm going to be – I hope Makai's the guy that scores every touchdown in that game, right? Uh, and, and he can play DB, too. So, Coach uh, Coach Bell, I know he's going to be listening to this a little bit later, but Coach Bell, put him at corner, too, and you're not going – he has he had one ball caught on him this past season. Wow. Um, straight dog. He flies around. But um, next guy. Another dude that's from the city, right? Got to show love because this dude tore me up two years in a row. We are um, sad that it happened. Sad that, you know, Chris uh, Chris Towns, phenomenal athlete, runs around, makes things happen. Right? Man, he just yeah, makes man. things happen every time. I hate when the ball gets snapped right to his hands. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you, anything can happen with that kid. At any given moment, he can make anything happen. Um, and he's a good kid, competitive kid. Uh, it was sad to see because I love competing with Lyndon. I love competing against good kids throughout the season. And he did get injured against us um, during this year's game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that made it tough on uh, obviously Lyndon losing their guy like him. But, man, am I excited to see him compete in this uh, game and, and get back out there. Um, I, I love I, – I just love seeing City kids out there. It just makes my heart happy. Sweet. That's a good list. Donnie. All right, I got two guys, and let me preface it with this. If I didn't put an O-lineman. You had to. I didn't say I knew it when the name came in. (laughs) Yeah. if I I love it. I appreciate that. Have to. If I didn't put an O-lineman in there, I don't know if you can call me an offensive (laughs) line coach. So I'll I'll lead off with the first one. Watch this film. Dylan Tainer out of Dublin, Scioto. First of all, this kid looks like he was born to play offensive line. Like when you watch just a few minutes of him, you can already tell he's got a mean streak to him. He's got really strong hands, right? It's, it's, it, when he gets his hands on guys, on defenders, he's putting them in the dirt. I mean, like he's putting them right in the dirt in the run game and in the pass game. So I loved his tape that he had. He's going to Lawrence Tech, uh, so that'll certainly be a good name. And then Bubba it would Banger. have sounded way cooler if you said pause. Pause. That's pause him. Yeah, you you live and you learn a bit. And then Bubba Bangura from Westville Central, linebacker, tackling machine. I mean, absolute tackling machine on tape. And he also plays the mean streak. I think there's a lot of guys in this game you look at and go, man, they play with a healthy chip on their shoulder like they're trying to prove the world wrong. And both these kids, I think, for, for Team Bell are, are certainly doing that. And Bubba's going to uh, Tiffin. Um, so Tiffin. it's nice to see yeah. another Tiffin commit in there as well. Yeah, I mean, you look at some schools like Tiffin and Notre Dame College and Wheeling, mm-hmm. they are trying to put a fence around Columbus and doing a great job. And it's funny that you say Bubba because Bubba was right there on my list as well. I remember mm-hmm. watching him on film and playing against him, and he was somebody that stood out. I had to go with Will Cooper, too. There was just something about our trade film this year where we kept getting a bunch of Thomas Worthington film. Mm-hmm. And to me, Will Cooper is just such a great air raid quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to run an air raid or a run and shoot or something like that, 
this kid is great at throwing the ball and getting it out quick and then with the reads. I, I love everything about him. I'm excited to see what he does at Tiffin. And then I had to go to the defensive side and went with Devontae Courtney, a defensive end from Canal Winchester, all-state yeah. edge rusher, uh, first-team All-Ohio. Uh, and, and a fun thing is when we talk about some of these schools, man, like secretly Wheeling University put together a massive class in Columbus, Ohio this year. Hold up. Time out. Wheeling University, shout-out Coach Bruni was the off head coach there. He was our offensive coordinator my first two years at Ohio Dominican. I love that dude. Straight animal. I didn't expect anything else from Wheeling. So let's talk about Wheeling. They got a first-team All-Ohio edge rusher in Devontae. They have a prime-time receiver playmaker in Jalen Wheeler from Westville South, which where I teach at, just in case anybody doesn't know and, and developed a great relationship with. I don't know his accolades, but I'm pretty sure he was an all-district or maybe even some type of all-state. And then you have Dewan Green, who I'm going to talk about a little bit in the future too, a record-breaking running back. That is a phenomenal class to put together. I don't even know who else is in it. If you can start a class like that with those type of chips and moving forward, you are on the way to something great because those are some key positions in primetime players. And I'll tell you great what. Recruited, he, just a recruiting animal, right? Like one of those guys that's just personable, right? Like he knows the game. He knows what he's talking about. Um, before we get, though, to Yates, I see you still about to get to Yates' slot. I got one more guy. I know. I know you're going to kill me, Kyle. I know everybody got to. I had to. I had to. I did it, and I didn't put it on the script because you knew I was going to do this. Let's go. One more guy. <laughs> got to be my other guy, though, Gentry Ross. Got to give him a shout-out. Was my best defense end for three years straight, right? Yeah. Uh, did all, all three years that I've been there, um, Gentry's made a ton of plays. Been a phenomenal kid. Mm -hmm. um, big body, makes a ton of plays. I love the kid, right? I, I just can't leave him off here. Uh, you just got to make sure I give him a shout-out. But go ahead now. There's some dogs over there. So yeah, it was so tough. Was he not tough? Yeah, team? He was tough. it was. He was tough. Yeah. Team tough Bell is looking good. Donovan, show us Team Yates. Let's see what Team Yates has to offer. All right. Here's Please. our side of Team Yates where we did it. Coach Jumbo, tell us about your two dogs you got for Team I, Yates. I'll tell you what, this first guy, man, it, it's it's amazing to watch him play quarterback. You know, we played against him at South this year, man. And he was just tough by himself where uh, he played a quarterback position. I know how uh, Douglas runs his offense, man. That quarterback is is definitely the key to his offense. And to be honest, man, this kid really controlled the entire line of scrimmage, the entire game in their defeat uh, when they beat us this year. So uh, he's a three-sports player, man. He plays football, screaming well. He's a basketball player, and he also is a fast track guy. I think he runs a 10-something in, in the 100. Uh, so, but his size, man, he's a thick body kid and you wouldn't believe, uh, the way he looks. So Antonio Harris, man, I'm, I'm really excited, uh, to see what he brings to the All-Star game this year. Uh, secondly, uh, this guy, Gavin Karshner, I'll tell you what, he's a tackling machine, man. He, he just controlled everything for Taze Valley, man. And he's a, a, a very strong guy. He had almost a thousand yards, uh, rushing as well. And 114 tackles and 10 of those were for a loss. Uh, so to have Gavin Karshner, uh participate this year on the defensive side for uh, Team Yates, man, it, it's going to be really exciting to watch him uh, compete against uh, some of that, some of those things that Coach Bell want to go want to do uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm extremely excited to watch those two players uh, perform for Team Yates this year. I love that. 
I love that. There, there's so much talent on, on both of these teams. That yes, it's just it it's so refreshing to see it all, one, come together, but two, mm-hmm. all be that brand of Columbus, Ohio, Central Ohio. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I would hate to be the coast this year, uh, to have to distribute the ball to the players, or, you know, you can watch a tight game this year. Either the game can score a lot of points, or, man, this can be a low-scoring game. I'm really excited to see what the outcome is going to be because there's really this year some players that are playing in this game. I'm really excited and proud about this. It's guys. stacked. It is. I mean, it, it is. is. It, there are so many good guys it into it. Mm-hmm. I'll get into my guys that I want to talk about. Dewan Green, ah. Terminator. Okay, this is a kid that uh, that Ryan has got to be around, that mm-hmm. I have got to coach for numerous years. I'm just mad you put him first before I did. I went to fill out my mm-hmm. group. I'm like, you could have put him. You could have put him. There was no rules to this. But listen, I just like you and love everybody. I don't want to. But know. listen, Dewan Green, man, I had a, a. It was you could tell when this kid came in as a freshman that he was going to be special. And believe it or not, what's he go on and do? He breaks almost every type of running back record you could think of at Pickerington North. And this is a kid that's a monster if you get him downhill. Mm. And he had a little bit of injuries last year that kind of hurt him later in the year. I, I could see DeWan Green just absolutely eating up this all-star game. And I, I loved coaching that kid. And like I said, I nicknamed him the Terminator with the way he ran. Mm. And then I had to go with I, I, Isaiah Wills Jackson, a cornerback for us at Gahanna Lincoln. Honestly, I'm telling you right now, I think he's one of the best DBs, if not the best DB in the game. Uh, A Notre Dame commit, as we've been talking about schools, and I'm going to say it right now, he's just a playmaker. He's a ball hawk. I would not be surprised for him to get a pick six because he did it so much Mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to watch. uh, Where did he learn that at? Where did he learn that first at? Gehanna. <laughs> he came over there was a dog. Where he learned that at? Seems to be like he made a lot of Where did he come Hannah. from? Ryan, he please. He was Northland High School at first. And then, you know, some sketchy stuff happened. And they ended up recruiting him. No, I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. It was a different day. I'm just playing. I thought oh, was- cool. All right, Ryan, take us into year two. Hey, I'm going to go into mine, but I have to piggyback off you, right? Isaiah Willis Jackson, I love that kid, right? Uh, still to this day. That dude, let me just tell you, he came to one of our football games this year, um, and we played some Thursday night games. And as I'm coming off the field, and, and you know, it's it, this is why I love coaching, is kids like him, right? I'm coming off the field. And the dude's just standing there with a big-ass smile on his face. Uh, gives me a huge hug. Like, man, I love you still, Coach. Like, I wish I was still playing for you. Da-da-da. Just a great kid in general. Just an amazing kid. Still supported us at Northland even after he left um, with some personal things going on in his life. But he has done a phenomenal job with you guys. And, man, Isaiah knows I've been his biggest fan on the behind-the-scenes things, uh, messaging him on Instagram, just telling him to stay focused. So you're welcome, Kyle. But here's what I here's what I'll say. My guys, I literally they, they, it was tough for the south side. I ain't gonna lie, it, it was tough for me with the south side. Obviously, I'm on the north side of things. Um, even um, for me, I watched a ton of film. Stout kept saying, "I fill out your guys' stuff, right? Make sure we have our players. Make sure we have our guys' stuff." It took me all week. I watched. I think every guy's highlight tape on that south side uh, team just to pick my guy out. Um, and I came up with these two guys, right? I had to give love to my dude, Marvaeus Hampton. Is that how mm-hmm. I say it? Coach yes, Jumbo, Marvaeus. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, Marvaeus Hampton. I hope I hope I don't mess his name up. But boy, watching that dude run is something special. He hits the hole hard. Yeah. He runs hard. He he's pad levels low. He uh he knows where his help is. He knows where his blocks are. Follows his block. Just a good kid. I I, I loved watching him. I'm just glad I ain't have to coach against him. That's all. No I'm wasted saying. movement. I love no, this film. No. When I Did watch, you watch this, this film, film too. Of course. Yeah, hey, <laughs> like, was, listen, look. I am a football film junkie. So when I when I saw you put his name down, I pulled it up, and then the number one thing that stood out for me is the way this young man got north and south. Yeah, real quick. That's man. what I was ju- I was literally just about to say. He took it out of my mouth. Is there was literally no east west stuff, not at all. It's not even in his like. It looks like it's not in his blood to do that. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's only in his blood to go straight to that zone. Yeah, he hits that um, second level quick. And Coach Jumbo, help me out here. Quarterback Dublin Jerome Zachary. Yes. Uh, Ch- uh, Chizart. 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 I might be saying it wrong too, but yes. Hey, doggy dog dog though too, man. I don't care what your name is. He slings that period. You can run a little bit, right? He makes things happen. That's another guy, right? I uh I'm a defensive guy, but I'm gonna tell you I picked two offensive guys on this South Side team just because um I do genuinely appreciate a great offensive player being a defensive coach, right? And loving defense. Mm-hmm. And these two guys are great offensive players. And I think you've got a two-headed monster back there in the uh, backfield if you got both of those guys back there lined up. Um, hey, Coach Yates, just so you know, make sure you do that. I'll give you a little I'll, – I'll send you a few plays with two back, though, uh, so you can make sure you get these guys to score. Donovan, go ahead and, and wrap this up with your two guys. I had to Donovan, pick another lineman. And, and he's blocking for one of your guys, Coach Thayer. Uh, Cameron Coleman out of Eastmore is one a huge kid. Big I mean, yeah. big boy. Big uh, boy. He's, mm-hmm. he's highly competitive. You can see it in the way that you can always tell, like, all right, like, you know, these there's always trash talk in football, but sometimes you can see where it's like, all right, like that's not really warranted. No, no, no. You can see in his film, like, yeah. he's competitive in the moment when he's blocking kids and when he's putting kids in there because he's a mauler in the run game. Mm-hmm. Huge kid. And where is uh, he committed? Ohio Dominican. Yep. <laughs> he's going to be a legend. Mm-hmm. Excited for him, excited for the game and for his future. And then another Ohio Dominican kid, uh, one of our kids at Gahanna, Braden Sanders. I, I can't tell you how much I, I love this kid. He was one of our captains. He is one of the, the the highest character kids I've ever seen in the high school football realm. And he's made he made big-time plays for us in big-time moments mm-hmm. and high-pressure playoff environments in championship games. Uh, he he was absolutely a bond and, and a glue to our team. And I think he's going to show out in the, in the, in the game. Kyle, really was he, Kyle, were you there stout when Chris Scott was at pick North with us? Were you there at all? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Scott, Chris Scott was there when I was there. Okay. So, so you know how some of the years start to run together. Okay. So, but look, I'm going to tell you right now, watching Braden Sanders film, reminds me a ton of Chris Scott just explosive can make plays and makes things happen I think Braden Sanders has a a huge upside to him and I think somebody Ohio Dominican is getting a receiver that as he continues to develop is going to turn into a monster dude ODU though we were talking about wheeling ODU is putting their stamp in Central Ohio 
you you could see Braden. There was a point in time where the game took off for him, and, and that's a lot due to Roy Hall and, and and the work he did with him and Braden's work ethic. That Donovan said, uh, I'm t- I'm saying it right now. Stamp of approval. Braden is going to have a monster college career, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's just it, it's just crazy to see where he was in the beginning to to that playoff run and what type of receiver he turned into. So coach Jumbo, I want to, I want to say thank you for coming on. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I got to meet you. Yes, you're sir. A, yes, you're sir. a smooth cat. We might have to get you back on here, but hey, just remember, time. Hey, this is the 40th Ohio central district all-star football classic. It's on June 17th at Reynoldsburg high school. Go out because I'm going to be honest. I've been Columbus in a long time. This has been this has been the, the, the best roster I've seen assembled. It's going to be a massive game. Yes, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I want to thank all you guys, man, for, you know, having me on. Thank you again for even having your players participate in the game. Uh, without you and the rest of the Central District coaches, man, I wouldn't be able to let this, you know, make this happen. Uh, this requires a lot of work from my behalf, but, you know, this is really a contribute to the coaching job you guys do and the rest of the coaches in Central Ohio. So, I appreciate y'all, and uh, thank you for having me, man. I'm looking forward to this game on June 17th, uh, 6 p.m. kickoff at Reynoldsburg High School. Thanks, brother. We appreciate it. I'll make sure Makai or Gentry bring you a Northland shirt. There you go. Bring it to me. That's what we'll make sure gets done there. All right, I'm going to see what Coach Bell had to say about that. All right, without (laughs) further ado, let's get into the heart of the episode next with Coach Bell. Come on, Donovan. Thanks, guys. Here he is, Ryan. Go ahead and introduce this wonderful man. Do we got all night? Oh, how much time like I got? Hey, this is one of those nights where we could go for two hours. I don't Co- know if hey, the viewers Co- would I, like I mean, it, but I love it. I could talk for hours. This is tonight is phenomenal. Oh, this is my favorite episode we recorded yet, and I, I I would love to say that I don't want to say. I, it is because of Coach Bell, right? Like, that's my guy, right? We came in the same time. Let me just tell you a little backstory, right? Coach Bell and I both got hired the same year, COVID year, um, and we both were struggling, boy. I talked to him on the phone a couple times, like, man, what we doing out here, right? Um, and, and we instantly made a connection, and, and obviously we're competitive guys, but we also realized, like, the north side and Columbus City all together has to get re- uh, brought back up to the standard. Um, and, and, you know, we talk a lot about that and I talk to him a ton. Um, you know, I usually mute him the first five seconds, 10 seconds of a phone call. Cause it's, it's him telling me I got to address him as coach of the year, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's the other point. Um, but he also though, quick fact too, he needed me at the end of the year and he knows what hey, I'm talking about. Thank you, Clutch. Yeah. He needed me. He really needed me on that last game so he could get his piece of that city title. Yeah. Put, um, put, a little, put a little green on that day. <laughs> hey, it's funny how the the um, engagements change, right? Like, hey, when someone needs you, they're like, hey, good luck tonight. Hey, they're texting you at halftime. I see this. I see, hey, hit this, Coach. Make sure you win this game. Um, but it's all love with Coach Bell, right? Let me go down the list of him. I'm just going to go down and talk about him. He's at East High. Um, I, I got – we could talk all day, right? He's a city guy through and through. When you talk about Mike Bell – um, there's two bells in this uh, in Columbus City that every single person people know. 
Mike Bell and Matt Bell. Both people, right? Matt Bell's at our school. You know, not a lot of football people know him, but everybody in the city knows him. And then Mike Bell, everyone knows him from the young infant kids to 60-year-old adults, right? Everybody knows Coach Bell. And this year he did something, man, super special. And I was glad I got to play against him uh, and be, I guess I would be, I would say we were a part of that journey um, on the other end of it. But it was just awesome to see what his kids did. And, you know, here's his long laundry list of uh, of awards that he's had, right? He was the D4 coach of the year. Um, he was also – he had his first 10-win season in school history, first 6-0 season since uh, 1964. <laughs> Stout, were you born then? No. All right. No. I was just checking. I was just checking. Not even close, brother. Um, <laughs> First ever hosting one and two home playoff games. First ever time winning a, a playoff game in school history, right? Um, Co-City North Champs, tied with me. Um, CCS, Coach of the Year. Um, I didn't vote on that. I voted for myself. Um, but, now nah, I'm just playing. I definitely voted for Mike. Um, All-District D4 Coach of the Year, All-State D4 Coach of the Year, this week's News Coach of the Year, Dispatch Super 25 Coach of the Year, All-Metro Coach of the Year, Mike Bell, everybody. That's my guy. Dude, could you have a bigger hey, guest? How you guys doing? Hey, There's you. not a bigger guest out here in Dude. Central Ohio. Like, if we don't – okay, we said Cleveland had the most downloads last time, right? Second. Bro, Thanks for if we don't have a million downloads from Central High, I'll be surprised because he knows a million people. Central High's been showing a lot of love, and we love it too, man. We I love what we're age. doing. This is my favorite night of the week, man. And I'm going to, hey, just so everybody knows, these guys on the screen, I'm going to challenge them this summer that we're going to maybe do two episodes a week. I can't wait to just start cranking this out. Who's so, on the screen? Coach Bell's taking my spot, then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just playing. Stop. Hey, I, love, I want to do four nights. He's probably better than you. All right, here we go. Coach Bell, <laughs> we got a new segment in honor of you. It's called the pick six segment. We're going to rapid fire six questions at you, and they have nothing to do with football. And just so everybody knows, Coach uh -oh. Bell doesn't even know what any of these <laughs> questions are Man. coming at him. And Why did I go... choose, though, the pick six is because Coach Bell rarely has a pick six against him. So let's just say we got to introduce him to a pick six. And, yeah. so and six we're going to keep this pick six segment because I like it. And so here we I'm go. Excited. We're going to go two, two, I'm and two. Nervous, but I'm excited. Coach Bell, you, you just fire out. It's going to let everybody know about you. Coach Bell, <laughs> are you a pineapple on pizza type of guy? No, sir. All right, no pineapple. I can respect pizza. that. You know, small world. I don't know how this happened. No, Today, my students were talking about this 10th period. I was like, deja vu. You got to be <laughs> kidding me. And I didn't even tell them about it. All right, coach. All right. Who would win in a fight? Superman or Batman? Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Yes, sir. I love it. Great choice. I would have said the same thing, Coach. Well, hey, Bell, this is why we are boys like that, for real. <laughs> I'm not joking, bro. Everything's opposite, but I still love you. But you over no, two right now, two questions. I got two for you. I'm next. I got two oh, for you. Yes. This is uh, a big one. This is a huge one, actually. Two cocker biggie. 
Tupac all day. Anybody know? Good, me? we're together. All right, cool. I'm with you. All right, so I got Still it. balling, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yes. Ever since I was a pee. I think I know the answer just because of your age in this next question. MJ or LeBron James? Who's the ah, MJ. My yep. 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 MJ, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a Brian fan. Brian is my man. He plays <laughs> Iron Man basketball. He, he does it all, man. Brian's the man. So don't get me wrong. I hate that question, but I'm MJ. I had to, I had to put you. Hey, I knew as a basketball coach, hey, Coach Bell, that was gonna be a tough question for you to answer there. Hey, hey man, if you check the history, uh, back in how Dominican, I shaved my head and wore the, the Jordans. <laughs> I love that. With the one wristband. Can we I find a that. picture of that, please? Oh, to make sure we put that in here. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> All right. I got my two questions. The age old question, maybe it's an age old for that I've heard for a while now, but who wins in a fight? A grizzly bear or a silverback gorilla? Silverback. Okay. Yep. I right. love Coach Bell. He's my dog now. We're certified dogs for life. The correct answer was grizzly bear, but that's okay, guys. No. <laughs> oh, All right, and then the last question, and you can say either best or favorite, but best movie of all time. Lion King. Oh, okay. Surprise. All right. I, that Lion is King. respect, Coach Bell. I would never have thought that was coming. That, that was great. Hey, that is great. See, that's a phenomenal hey. thing right there. Hey, so, I hey. Got Mr. Right Pedal Ryan really did it with this pick six, and I love it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, as we did. finish up the intro, just, hey, Coach Bell, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey, how you got to where you're at today. You know, it started a long time ago, man. I was a little kid over there, <laughs> Mount Vernon Avenue. But as far as the coaching journey, started out with the youth program. Uh, started my own day stars. When I first graduated from college, I coached at East at Centennial as assistant and then I was like, hey, we need to, I want to give back to my neighborhood. And uh, so we so we started a youth program. Uh, my late wife and I, we started the youth program called the Columbus Day Stars. And um, just work with kids, man, just wanted to give back and and, and show them what I know. And, and football was always my first love because I played football as peewee. You know, I ended up playing like Jordan. So, you know, I took the scholarship, which, you know, but back in the day, I, you know, football was my dream, and that's what I grew up playing. But you know, when when uh, graduation from Centennial, I was ups extremely upset about that because uh, I was supposed to go to East all my life. I played little league for uh, Mount Vernon Tigers, so uh, we were Tigers from day one. All oh, we go to the games and everything. So you know, we uh, we you know, so when eighth grade came, they told me I had to bust myself out to Centennial. I'm like, man, I'm not going to Centennial. Centennial. Oh no, my mom. You have no choice. You going to Centennial, so they split the neighborhood up. After hood was at East. After hood had to bus out to Centennial, uh, and that was a, that was a, you know that was a culture shock. You know, I went out to Centennial. I had never left the hood, so all I knew was Mount Vernon. When I got out there, I was like, wow, yeah, this is something different. And uh, actually, right out in Clintonville, that's way Clintonville's way, a lot different than Mount Vernon. Way out there from my way different from Mount Vernon. So <laughs> I got out there and uh, you know. I got into some sports and then started doing well and then had some opportunities to go to school and play college ball, football, and basketball. I chose basketball. Uh, 
I was a skinny little guy, about five, one hundred seven, uh, quarterback, and then uh, was able to come back and coach at uh, uh, Dante Gooseby. You know, gave me my first opportunity to be a coach in high school. I coached for maybe nineteen years with eighth grade, seventh graders, but had never took the leap. You know, to go to high school, and uh, you know, Dante Gooseby allowed me that opportunity, and uh, forever grateful for that chance because he saw some potential in me when I was, you know, just coaching eighth graders and, and how, how the kids would be motivated and listen and we'd continue to win and, and be successful outside of the football field. So, you know, he was at, I always wanted to go to high school. He gave me an opportunity uh, to get in there and then I helped, you know, I was alongside him he was coach of the year that year and we won the city North championship, uh, went over to Northland and got a W. He wasn't there yet, Ryan. Had to yeah, drop I was about to say, that was where my pick North days, brother. I, hey, yeah, yeah. So, that wouldn't have happened if I was there, and Goose knows that. I'm undefeated yeah. against Goose. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just yeah, saying, that's my, hey, that's the real OG, though. You already know how it is. That's the man. Oh, definitely. I had to sit down, and, you know, and I'm I'm big, I'm big bro, to him, but he's little big bro white coach because he was teaching me, you know, and I was learning, learning a lot, learned a lot from him. And uh, he said he knew when, you know, we were, in the game, and I was offensive coordinator. He said he knew, you know, he wouldn't have me long because uh, he saw me the growth within a few years of, of, of coming into high school. So we won the championship that year. After that, I applied for a couple of different jobs, and I, I didn't get those jobs as a head coach. But I enjoyed, you know, the opportunity to apply. And then, you know, just so happened East came open, and I was like, wow, I have an opportunity to go back to my to my neighborhood where it all started and kind of impact my neighborhood. And uh, I applied, and you know I'm here, and I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now. So you know, that, it all works out how it's supposed to. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy how like life and God puts you in those situations to put wow. you right where you're meant to be. And it, it's interesting, just so everybody knows. When we get into this, you know, today's talking about a little bit from day stars to Friday night stars, and talking about coaching in your community and we'll get into the next topic after that um but i found a great quote about you from coach bell i, I did some digging you know uh -huh. what i mean and it said you had and this is what you this is something you said and it, it really stuck to me you have never really lived until you have done something for someone who can never repay you and i try to live by this quote daily elaborate on that what does that mean how does that how does that drive you hey that is mike bell whatever you just put the picture next to it, that's mike bell to a t though if i know mike bell that quotes him yeah definitely man uh that that quote i i, I ran across that quote and uh it, it just resonated with me man because it, it was something that i believed in you know i believe that you know when, when you are blessed and you're an opportunity to be blessed you know i had I had, I had owned my uh, own child care and had the youth program and I was doing pretty well uh, financially. And uh, had a, I was in a position to make a difference and, and be able to be bless people and try to enhance their life. And I always felt like if you're in that position, you have an opportunity to make a difference and try to make a difference. And, and you know, that, that quote, you know, I feel like you, you should be able to, you've never really understand living and giving and sharing and love until you've done something you know for someone who can never repay you you do it out of the kindness of your heart you do it because you're passionate and you and and you're genuine about you know trying to to, to, to help someone and uh to me 
I try to live by that, you know, as much as possible. I try my best to live by that. I love it, man. I think that that's an amazing thing because I think that's literally coaching in general, right? Like that's, it's, that, that that servant leadership type of stuff. Hey, you know what I mean? It is the most rewarding, thankless job you're ever going to have in your life. Right. And I tell my kids all the time, like kind of, hey, you know, Coach Bill, we've talked, so you've heard this spiel. You know what I mean? You've heard everything I say, right? Like, but you got like for our kids to understand all you know, the process of getting through everything, being successful and understanding that, you know, you can buy into this person, but then us on the other end, knowing you're still going to have parents going crazy on Friday. Now you might be 13 and two, like Gehanna, but you might have parents still going crazy. You might be you, right? Hey, I was, Hey, Coach Bell, I was at our game, right? At halftime, we head in, and we're winning, and your, your stance sound a little bit crazy. And it's we're like, still- okay, but they're still undefeated. like, And they ended up beating us that night. But it's just so funny how the people change, right, in yes. everything you do. Coach Bell is 614, and that's why it's perfect to have you on here. You do everything for Columbus City. I'm, I, you're never going to leave East. I, I already know how that is. But yeah, no, um, good. we'll get you over to Northland sooner or later. But, <laughs> you, like, what you're doing, I feel, though. I feel return back to my hood, man. <laughs> got to. Nah, hey, it, it's just amazing. And I want to go You talk to me about, though, um, real quick, it's just this is the most interesting thing. Style, I probably am taking your fire because this has your name highlighted. I don't care though. This is oh, I don't care. Most, we go, we go roll. I hit you up. I even texted you about this stuff. But first ever little league game that Mike Bell played on, right? The first field he played on is what field, Mike Bell? Harley Field. Harley Field, home of them East Tigers. East Tigers. Where is the first playoff game that you won this year as a coach? Harley Field. First ever, right? Awesome. Your first yeah. ever. Full circle. That, that is, bro, for real, I'm not going to lie. That, like, gives me chills down my back just because it's kind of like that's – that is – you yes, were how I old do. when you first started? Man, I probably was like five and a half, six, six years old maybe playing football. Mount Vernon, Eastside Tigers. You hey, know, I'm sorry. Football. I love you, but yeah. how old are you now? Hey. <laughs> That's yeah, a personal I'm actually, one. I'm, no, no, I'm, I ain't ashamed. They call this wisdom. Uh, I'm actually turning the big 5 this year. Ooh. You know, yeah. So, Y'all joking, say I'm the old man. <laughs> after, after the first game, you know, that weekend will be my weekend. So, okay, I so told, let's do a little math here, right? I know, Stout, uh-huh. you teach history, so turn your brain off, right? <laughs> so if you're about to turn 50 and your first time ever, you know, playing there or whatever, might have been five, six, four, or, you know, whatever, we'll say five years old, right? Stout, real quick, <laughs> give me the math. No. I ain't good at math, man. Don't put <laughs> math. Like, I, I, listen. I'm going to roughly I'll, say that my dude Bell has been at Harley Field for 40 Five years, I'm going to set you up so hard in the future. I can't wait, man. I just can't wait. So, hey, real quick, Coach Bell, getting back to what the episode's about, give us just a little bit about what Daystars was. How long did you do it? What did you take from it? That type of a thing. You know, actually, (laughs) I was in church, a New Salem Baptist church, and I was at church, and I was – I was just thinking, like, hey, man, I need to start a team. And I wanted to look for a name and try to figure out a name. So I was just, I was supposed to be listening to the sermon. 
with, I was looking in the Bible, like looking for a word, for name, something to, to catch my, to catch me. And I was going through there and I didn't want it, I, you know, I didn't want it to be an animal. I wanted to, you know, to actually mean something to name. I mean, I'm not saying that animals don't, but I'm just saying that, you know, I wanted to have some meaning behind it. So I was going down and, you know, just looking. And then I went through Second Peter 119, popped up, boom, I read it. And it was like, it's like in a day star shall arise within and you will shine even in a dark place. You know, basically when, when God comes back, you know, when he looks for your, his people, no matter what, you'll be a shining anytime because you're a day star. You can, you can shine during the day, you can shine at night. So I kind of was like, wow, day stars, day stars. So I was like, that's going to be it. You know, we'll go with day stars. And uh, started it off, man. Uh, our whole mission statement was developing resilience. It's crazy because I look, I like now, you know, I'm doing a summer program with resilience and I'm trying to implement characteristics of being resilient because I felt like that was our mission statement for the, for where I came from, from my neighborhood, Mount Vernon, to the kids that I deal with, the kids that I, we, we're going to have some hardship and we're going to have to overcome some things that are not in our control. So what do we need? I don't want to put band-aids on the afterward. We want to prepare you to, to handle those situations. So I, I tell my kids, it's not what happened. It's how you respond to it. How do you respond with resilience? How do you respond? to every event in your life, or you, you know, you have to respond, you know, so that you have better outcomes. And, and it was all about uh, the billions. And the kids Man. would run up and never give up, never give up, never give up. I mean, I was like, what's that mean, resilience? So I gave them a, a word, something to, you know, to, to believe in. And uh, you know, they started, you know, I was able to impact over 300 kids, as well as adults or friends. I have friends who, who coach with me who were, you know, I got them involved, got the community involved, and, and you know, they end up in, uh, impacting a lot of lives positively. And uh, we, we we have a huge family around Columbus that come up and say they stars, you know, they stars, their kids are playing it. And they're telling I love, them. I love it, Coach. I love it. And, and my first year, Coach, man, I had day stars on my team. Shamar Watson, my homie, I talked to him last week. He's going to ODU, too. Yes, sir. That's my guy, Marty uh, Moore. That's your, that's your yeah. guy. I already know we talked a lot about him. Um, when we first started, he was a day star. I had a couple of day stars come through mine, and it was uh, – and it was – those guys knew football. Those guys played hard. They were good kids, great kids, and, and, and they hey, understood. Robert Wheelwright, my brother, day star. I went to Wisconsin. He's now on my staff. You know, yeah. great, great, great coach that we have, a blessing to have, you know, because I probably won't have him long at all because – probably be moving up or be getting a head job somewhere. And then uh, um, Roger Lewis played for us, uh, played for Bowling Green. And uh, Benny Snell was a day star. You know, we had a, lot, a few few different guys come through. It so. was a monster. Monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, hey, yeah. Coach, I, I, I just got a question for you. You have, you have you've been a guy from East and about East, and it, it seems like you just know everything that goes on over there. What are some nuggets you can share that you found to be successful at staying engaged with those lower levels? So you started in that lower level. You're now a head coach. You understand that. You understand how important it is. It, it's really hard for us varsity coaches, I think, when we get into the grind of the season of staying engaged. What could you give people as tips or things that have been successful about keeping that engagement in a busy time? You know, I tell uh, everyone, like, you know, when I, I was like, when I was running the day stars, I was like, you know, the, you know, the coaches need to 
kind of engaged. They need to pull for some of these programs. They need to tap into some of these programs young. You know, unlike, you know, uh, the OCC where they have, you know, uh, uh, base, base little leagues and then they have a feeder program from middle school up to high school. A lot of our city kids, we don't have that designated areas, designated teams to pull from, kids all over. So, you know, the importance of having a, a youth program uh, that's connected or or that you engage with is so important. For me being on that side and now being on this side, you know, I try to stay engaged. I, I work with uh, Legacy Youth League, Everton Youth Academy. And they got maybe oh, a thousand, you know, a thousand kids. You have to allow those guys uh, to feel at home, to be a part of your program because that's the future. You know, I remember right there at the grassroots. So I try to stay connected. I try to stay relevant. You know, I try to have opportunities for them to come uh, and, and come to games, use the field, you know, uh, whatever it may be. So they can see about East High School. They can see what we're doing in the neighborhood and, and so forth. And it's hard sometimes, you know, with us being on grass. But we try to allow some opportunities for them to, you know, to see East High, to, see, to not just hear about East High, but to see what we're doing over here at East High School and uh, in the neighborhood. But staying connected with the youth is so important. You know, I'm actually starting a, a, a youth football team again. So we're going to do the Columbus Tigers, and I'm going to attack my area code from, from Beatty to Trevitt to Champion. And uh, I'm working with, you know, different uh, summer program to get that started because if we have to start young. We have to start young. We have to change the perception. We have to get the kids, to, you know, to, to have a positive outlook. And if we do that, and, and if the program, the youth programs are instilling those characteristics, and, you know, now you're not starting over all over at night like with me and I know Ryan deals with it a lot. And I know you probably do with kids that just just getting able to play and understand academics and how important it is to be eligible and things of that sort. So, you know, you know, you have to stay connected to the youth. You have to stay in the, I mean, to the future. Coach, and you I should... think that's one of the most unique things that's in the city, right, is you look at everywhere. Everybody has middle school teams, right? Our basketball programs have middle school teams. Um, football does not. And um, it is a tough thing because you get a lot of high schoolers that social media kills them right nowadays. They log on. They see all these highlights. They see all these offers coming through from these kids. And they're like, oh, that, that should be me. I could do that. Right. that. That person that's getting that has been working for how long, though, to get that? You know what right. I mean? And, and people don't realize that. And, and that's the tough thing, I think, in the city. And we're always going to battle that, Mike, right? Like, we, we yeah. talked about that. Um, even, you know, starting – and we talked the other day on the phone, even starting a little league, right? Like, those guys, the city changes so much on lines or maybe even like, hey, we're trying to do mainly just homeschools. We might not want a lottery kids in or the seat levels. There's just so much you – you you know how to you have to navigate like I'm looking yeah, at my yeah. my kids that are supposed to be coming in. Well, they're putting out fires every day. <laughs> right, they're per, they're 45th on the seat level. Well, I need this kid to get in here. Well, they ain't gonna get in a lot. You know how it is. It's just putting dots together, and, and that's what makes you love it more though in the city though. And for me, my one question for you though, Mike, is like, which is interesting to me. You know, you starting the day stars and being here forever is so interesting. But, <laughs> When you started the Day Stars, did you know, like, or, or even if you did know, tell me what point did you know, or did you know, I'm going to take this to the high school level and try to make something more of this? Or was that always a plan, or was that kind of just, you know, you're trying to make a difference and you're going day by day? Man, if you if if you've been if you ask anybody that met me, 
they tell you, man, I'm a visionary and I've always thought big. I've never been a local local thinker in, in that aspect. I've always thought nationally and globally. So when I was started the day, you know, Daystars, when we started, I was just like, hey, uh, we're gonna have Daystar High. We're gonna have Daystar University. <laughs> you know, that was the vision. And right. it's funny that I'm at East, one of my guys, one of my best friends, he always walks every time he calls, we doing well at East. He remembered when I started the Daystars, I was like, we're gonna have Daystar High. He said, see, you never know, a guy seen you Daystar High. Right. He said, East is Daystar, I hear walk by me say Daystar High. They start high, you know, all the time. And it kind of makes me, it makes me look, walk back and through remembering like, you know, I wanted to be a different opportunity. I felt I was in the eighth grade and I was getting kids to school, but I felt like I was losing a lot of kids that I helped raise. And I had steered up and they would get to high school and never participate, never get on the field or whatever reason, for whatever reason. And I felt like we need to connect that. And I needed to try to get to another position where I can try to finish what I started with the youth and get on high school to college, you know, and, and that was just a goal for mom to get there. Coach, you said before kind of two characteristics you're trying to teach and instill in these young kids was, was uh, resilience and preparation. And, and when you look at kind of how you can lead and prepare these kids best for high school football or for life after high school football or college football, do you think there's something that, you know, outside of the character you're perseverance and, and you know and, and the other things you mentioned do you think there's something that coaches at the youth level are missing like is there something else that's like man if if on a wide scale level if we could focus on teaching the fundamentals or getting them excited about the game or telling them about the commitment or what it means to the community you think there's something else that we can add into that as a just you know people can yeah, listen, I, you know i'm gonna take that yeah I, i've been um observing youth football lately and honestly it starts with, you know, at the top with the leadership mm-hmm. and what is your vision and what are your goals? What are you trying? What is your mission statement? Like, like mission statement. Are we, we winning games? What, what is important to you at the top of your leadership of your program? If it's out there, if it's more likes, more clicks, or is it just, Hey, are we developing young men, young women? Are we making them understand to have a positive outlook? Are we, uh, tell them to compete as hard as you can, to go as hard as you can. But okay, so if you come up short, get back up, keep fighting. You know, or we, you know, I, yeah, I, I watched I watched a few games, and, and it was a lot of, you know, uh, it's some good, it's some good, a lot of good out there. Don't get me wrong, a lot of people that are doing great jobs with these young people. But the things that need to change, you know, it need to be more focused on on the development of the kid, not the not the W's and the wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, fundamentals, teaching them football, teaching them how to play football correctly, um, and 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 just letting them grow, continue to grow. Because you know, I never, I never, and I never ever will like if I if I get a freshman judge a football player or judge a kid because they they're not going to be that same kid in four or five years. And and if you get out there and just allow your kids to develop and the adults get out the way sometimes and not try to live through them, but but definitely help guide them and, and, and lead them in the right directions. I think it'll, it'll continue to get better, you know, uh, because kids are innocent, man. And, you know, they come in and they just going off what they're taught. 
And that's a great point. But so I got one more question before we transition to our next topic, our last topic, right? I got one more question and, and could have been in a pick six, but who through your journey, Mike, has been your biggest influence on you as a coach? Not as a, as a part, but you know, a coach is everything. We wear 12 hats. Who is the one guy? that you know you can sit here and say hey that had he has had the biggest influence he's changed my life and done everything that i could ask for me man tough man. question ain't it? i already know it is it's a tough question because i'm circled by so many good men and to say that you know to say one in the coaching field I, you know i wouldn't want to uh, minimize what the impact that uh, all these great men have had uh and trying to mold me and get me there but i will i will say spiritually you know mr brown mr tim brown uh spiritually and mentally continues to to guide me and keep me humble uh, all over the city he, he don't stop man and, and you know you know like i mentioned dante Goosby as far as teaching me uh, uh some maturity he's been in the game for a while he's he's had some times when He's, he hasn't had talent, but he, you know, he continued to to raise men. And uh, outside of football, I, I, one thing I, I learned from Dante is that when you're coaching, all your seniors want to come back and all your former players want to come back. A lot of your, regardless of your record or your season, and, and, and they want to be around you. They want to see you, see how you're doing. And they care. They love being around you. That's a reflection of the job you did raising men. And uh, you know what I want to do. You know, is, is do that same type of job and uh, do a job where outside of winning football, you know, we're raising men, husbands, you know, good, 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 good citizens, and so forth. So, I mean, it, I mean, I've had a lot of people that help impact me. My little league coaches, you know, inspire me. I mean, I had a little league. This is funny. I had a little league team. I started a little league in the neighborhood in Mount Vernon. I had Trevin Heights versus Bolivars versus Mount Vernon Plaza. I had all this neighborhood, track, all neighborhood. We making t-shirts and I was writing uh, numbers on everybody's jerseys. And it's funny because I, I put the schedule together. I'm probably like 10, 11 years old, man. I was running the league. I love it. That's amazing. Great football. It's funny. I That's laugh. Amazing. You know, I look back and laugh, man. It's funny, man. Hey, well, hey, that's a great story. Daystar High sounds real good to me. Donovan, get us into this last topic, man. I'm excited for this next one. All right. So when we look at this, and I'm I'll kick it off just because I think I have the uh most inexperienced perspective with this coach bell i don't know if if they get any background i have the pleasure and the burden of being the youngest coach between us three this is only my second year going to be my second year coaching football and i coach offensive line and so when we talk about Maybe ways still not the best looking that's a strong <laughs> i never argued that I know. Yeah, hey, don't go for that, man. Let's take that for Ryan, man. When Kill when we guy. talk about ways to get your playmakers the football, right? I don't I don't have a lot of experience with that, and I look at it from a, a the perspective of the offensive line and more the matchup there. So it's a little different. So I'll kick things off a little bit and kind of give my 
three ways that I, I just kind of brainstormed and thought about it. One was understanding the strength of your playmakers. Even when I look at the O-line, I always try and go, okay, what's Coach Stout thinking? What does he want to call in the run game? Who's got the hot hand on the line? Who's got the hot hand in the backfield? So understanding the strength of your playmakers and always use that to your advantage. Uh, study the opponent, and, and I've, I've learned this more and more from Coach Stout, uh, finding the matchups that you think your kids can and know your kids can take advantage of is big, and you won't know that unless you study the opposite player that's going against them. And then move that player across the field. And this is from zero bit of experience, uh, but more of just seeing it in the college football and high school football and, and, and national football league where you just see playmakers move across the field, confuse the defense, make make everybody in that arena frustrated because you know that they're going back to that player who's got the hot hand, all of it. Mike Bell for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I believe in this, man. I believe in, man, you, you, you give them a big dose. You know, give them a big dose of him and, and, and a big dose of them. Um, when I'm calling all the big games I've coached in offensively, you know, I had if I had a playmaker, I, there's no way I'm going to get out of that game and he don't see a lot of touches. And, I mean, any great coach is going to get their playmakers the ball as much as possible. See, because the defense, they want they cool. They tackle him early one or two times, but they don't want to have to keep trying to, to bring mm-hmm. this playmaker down. All it's exhausting. Time. Every play, he's coming at me. And, it, it you know, I, I definitely agree with you about matchups. I, I study – matchups and I and I try to figure out the ones we can win you know we, we we're, we're not a large number of kids we don't have you know linemen down the I got a running back I had a, a little I love my guy little little copas he's probably like five five eight and he went down and played line for me man you know he's going out to the Marines he's a tough guy but he's not a lineman you know he went down and played lineman for me and he fought he did the best he did you know, I'm fighting for you, coach, but he was he he didn't he stand a chance, but <laughs> but but he fought for me, you know. And um, but I, I look at the matchups, and I, we were we weren't a team that was going to dominate up front, so I had to put my my guys in in space and try to make one guy beat two guys instead of seven guys, or or get to the matchups where I say, okay, this guy I'm watching film. I'm I I spent a lot of time watching the opponents film film individually. I'll watch individual players over and over again, several plays, and I'll go back and watch them, and I'll try to see where the weakness is and how we can attack it. Uh, and then I will, I'll get my playmaker the ball in space and say, hey, you got you to gotta be two, or you got to be three. You know, one on one, he can't run with you. Okay. This linebacker can't run with you. So I'm going to move you around, put you in, I'm going to get the matchup I want, you know, and then I'm going to try to expose it. Like you said, watching film it matchups and then trying to you know and giving you a big dose of mm-hmm. guys is gonna get it done that's he's it. playing his cards close i like that yeah. Yeah. Hey, you don't want to give me nothing i like that <laughs> hey it gets hard what you want to share and what you don't yeah. want to share yeah. it gets tough as you i'm driving around I think about that that guy about. Now you're following the other oc up let me see what you got because hey. i'm looking at you right now so what, I, see I, I don't play any of you so that's fine with me <laughs> but there's probably people listening we do so <laughs> hey uh, listen yeah. when you just said that the dude just whoever's playing you just pulled the notepad out so so number one for me is personnel groups and this is something that i have grown as i have gotten older and matured with 
is finding a way to get your best players in packages at different spots on the field at, at key situations. You know, when I was a younger coach, I wasn't as great as this. It was try to, hey, you sub in at this, that type of thing. Uh, but as I've gotten older and I've learned how the personnel is important and your playmakers are important is building personnel packages for those key situations in the game to put your very best on the field. And like coach said, at a smaller school, it's a little bit different for him. On the flip side, I feel like sometimes the larger you are as a school or your roster, the more you want to two platoon and those players get divided even more. Right. And I think that's something special we did at Gahanna last year was, was breaking that mold some in building things. You know, we, we probably had about seven personnel groups last year and some of those key third and short, you got to have it type situations brought a lot of defensive guys on at different situations or we had three tight ends in because I'm a big believer in a multiple offense. Um, and it was, it was massive for us. So I think personnel groups, and for us, we just name all of our personnel groups after college schools that usually sometimes fit the identity of what we're trying to do out of that group. And it fits really well. And, and we've even expanded even more this year, which I'm excited about. We're one day in, and we've got a couple of new personnel groups that match our personnel even better. I'm excited for it. I think hey, number elaborate. No. <laughs> I think number two. We'll is, I think number two is you got to get creative. And we've talked yeah. about motion. I know Coach Sayers is going to talk about motion. You know, and 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 Coach Sayers talked about motion, one player, you know, field another, see how they rotate, things like that. And and for me too, I, I'm all about hey, hey, sneak a player in sneak a guy you know if you can sneak a guy in at tight end running back put your backup quarterback somewhere and motion him man next thing you know you've got this massive playmaker advantage and you've maybe got the fastest kid on your team against a linebacker for say so you know that's another thing find those creative ways where you can line up a player pre-snap and do different things how did that like, during inside run and would throw rpos in the inside run Hey, I got to keep you honest. I don't care. <laughs> and then the last thing for me is, is listen to your players. Right. Okay. Listen to your players. Uh, That's they're going to favorite one on your style. They're going to send, they're going to send you clips. They're going to send you play ideas. Man. The internet has completely changed what we can do as coaches and, and don't be prideful. Don't, I know mm -hmm. it all. I know what to do. Can't be uh, if you think it's going to, if it fits or will work with what you're going to do with that week, try it. If not, you tell your player, hey, I love that suggestion. I think that's something we can do down the road. Uh, I can't tell you the amount of times I spend Saturday night with an iPad drawing up plays and doing things. Oh, yeah. And players who send me stuff, too. Last year for me, and I don't know what you guys thought, last year in college football, it was the year of the tight end. Everybody found a way to do something with a tight end, to put the tight end up into the seam, to do all these things with, to now screen and go, you name it, right? And, uh, you know, my boy Dylan, a.k.a. the Swagoo, who might be listening today, uh, he, him and I every night would be sending each other clips and doing things. And, and to give you a, a story, uh, you know, Dylan, he sent me a clip of a little tight end type of a pop pass, play action type thing. 
<laughs> and, I, and, and it was great. And I said, that's awesome. And I tweaked it a little bit to fit a little bit more what we do. But what did we do? Put it in that week, scored a touchdown in the that's game. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and when you do things like that, when you listen to your players and you show that you care as a coach, that they have investment and in ownership in what you're doing, right. it pays exponential amounts on what you're doing as far as a culture and to take his idea that we talked about and to put it into what we're doing and to show people and to show your players that i'm not bigger than you that this is we not me right it built such a culture for us in the first year i think i mean i I totally uh agree with you that i had a couple players that would come from you know just in the game coach you know it's a work. Run that. Run this. I mean, even when we we beat Cambridge, you know, and I, I went for, going for the two point play, I came to the huddle and I had to play in my head. I was like, I know we're gonna run. You know, I know we're gonna run to win. You know, overtime. And uh, as I get ready, a lot of kids were shouting out the play, but as I was getting ready to say the play, one of my one of my kids said the same play at the same time, kind of confirmed like I was right on the right path. He he, but he was thinking the game. He was watching the game. Like, coach, this going to work, you know. And we was calling it the same way. So you know, letting your kids be involved it was huge. And, and I, I'll agree with you, coach. In in the in the game, the first game this past year where we beat Pick Central, our tight end was calling for a certain play, and I thought it would maybe be there in the future. And I agree with them. And if it's not off the wall. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, if you try to listen to kids that you've built relationships with and you go down swinging with what they said, you can't go wrong. You either make love, the play love, and it's great, or it. if it doesn't work, you went to bat with your boys I went to bat with your dogs. Yeah. If you came up short, you came up short, but you're showing that you believe in the players who do everything you ask for. Right, right. I totally agree with you. The key word you said, relationships. You build that rapport. You build that relationship with your kids, man. I was when we played Steubenville, the coach came out. You know, he got over 400 and so forth. And he came out and he it was funny because when we get in the game, I'm excited, like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I done watched the film. I'm like, hmm, that's pretty physical. So I'm thinking about like, God, they got a lot up front. You know, I'm like, it's gonna be a tough, this is gonna be an uphill battle. When he came out, he was like uh Coach, he said, I just wanted to meet you, man. You got 24 kids. He said, nine of them will run through the wall for you. You know, and, and what you were saying about relationships, you know, he said, basically, he was like, you don't have enough, but <laughs> you got nine that's going to play extremely hard for you. And, uh, and, 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 and they and did. I, and I was going to get into that, Mike. Like, that was one of my points that I was going to piggyback off of his relationships with you, right? Like, I've coached against you. These guys haven't, right? Um, our game, our, our our first game wasn't too tight, right? No, I know you, you got out on you. Got out on we, we got out on y'all there. But on the second I game still, this past year. I still believe you. Y- y'all didn't feed me no pizza, man, and kept me there all night. But we'll talk about that later. We had a rain delay, Stout and, and Donnie Mack. Look, we had a rain delay. My families, we had a little snacks in our locker room. They, 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 they weren't prepared. <laughs> We was there for we we lived there. We were there all night. They wasn't ready for that war. It was cold too. It was hey, a long night. Hey, Co- Coach Bell ain't ran Sun Tzu the art of war. That's his fault. Hey, I, that, that's it. Hey, no, here's that the thing though. Fault. 
what I say though about leading into this point though is like, dude, Coach Bell's players play their ass off for him, and, and you know they don't give up, right? Like we definitely had some guys this year. We had some great shit happen this year in our game. I think our game was probably the most um, back and forth game you could have got, right? You get you see eighteen six, you're like okay, two scores, but that one score was late in the game. It was, it was we was or it was yeah. What eighteen six or one of the two? It was whatever. But we went into half winning, so it was crazy. And then their kids came out, and what I applaud Coach Bell on is getting his kids. When one when a bad thing happens in the city, the toughest thing is is I've experienced as a coach, and I don't know you know Coach Bell. You've been here longer than me. When one bad thing happens, all the bad things. Um, And we can't get locked back in, and that's one thing I commend you for is. In our game, we took a fumble recovery back on you guys on a snap over your head. Yes. And that next drive, you guys can't boom. Stick to your guns, and you guys kept going. Um, and, and, you know, that whole game was great. But for me, matchups, we all said that, right? And I think that's the easiest thing. And I tell our coaches, our offensive coaches, um, Stout's not on the sideline across from me or Donnie Mack, but like, hey, beat Mike Bell. You don't have to beat Mike Bell. You don't have to beat him. We don't, I'm not coaching. We're, we're not playing against Mike Bell. We're playing against these 16, 17, 18 year olds. Let's confuse them, beat them, right? Um, if you're in motion, you're doing all those things, and, and Mike knows kind of our offense, which was cool about us. Is I, our offense changed drastically, and that's a big thing on our offensive coaches because we had an ineligible quarterback, and that's what's unique in high school, right? As if my quarterback was ineligible, you coached him in uh, Little League, Coach Bell, Charles Woodford, straight dog, could have would have won us three, two, three more games, right? And um, he was ineligible, so he we had a quarterback that's never thrown the ball, never played that. And would we come out in this year, triple option, right? And we started really motion and sending things and putting our kids in a position to get the matchups we wanted. And – we were able to tie the city as we got better every week. Um, heading into, you know, Coach Bell's week, we had a guy injured, our best guy. His, his Coincidentally, his best guy's number two, my best guy's number two um, on the offensive t- toting the pill, and my guy was hurting. You know, I had some guys that stepped up in that game, but we tried our hardest um, to get those matchups across the field and, and not have his number two on my other best player, my number one, or have number four – uh on my best player you there's just so many things and i'm using him as an example because he's here but right. we we tried to do those and that's unique about high school coaching is you have to make sure you can adjust to your players i'm not picking right. them yes. um and then my next thing is that i already picked up on this was use motions like we motion um so much like northland motions you know seven on seven we motion every single play I would, if we're going to yeah, motion every single play last summer, stop lying. We, you are for, you're literally <laughs> our first one. And would we say, hold on, no, you're about to get me heated because would we say before it, me and Stout almost had to throw hands at this seven on because he said, I'm not putting in motion, nothing like that, right? Guess what he comes out and does? <laughs> Pre snap motion. I told you motion, everything I was going to do. Touchdown, they score on us. We have no rotation. I told you I was going to put this in. I told you you were going to see multiple tight end sets. I told you all that. One word. Did you say you're doing motion? Yeah, I said we will motion. You're a lie. I don't <laughs> even do this. Right Donnie, now. have we motioned since day one? 
more like I since asked day you zero. Specifically, I said, "Are we motioning?" Once again, another episode. It's quiet. You hear that? It's unbelievable. the point. But you know, Coach Bell, you've seen when we get to the city seven on my game plan is right by July, by that July, third week in July, fourth week in July, we're motion every play, right? We're trying yeah. to send guys across yeah. that formation uh and make sure that we're getting those matchups. Now it's harder in a real game sense. And I think this because we don't have as many guys as Gahanna, right? Or as they pick North or as they pick Central Reynolds for all those other schools, right? right, right. So for me, if I'm motioning guys all game, every game and he's playing corner or free safety or something for me as well, I'm gassing my dude, right? Like just with those. So we really do limit it yeah, when definitely. we get to our season season. But during seven on, we're trying to get some conditioning. We're really trying to see the matchups in those. So that's the different times to play with it. And Stout, you brought that up last last time. And dude, last the next, our, our next meeting we had after the week we talked last week, Stout, or was that two weeks ago, whatever one, you said play with some things. Yeah, go man. ahead and go get get a little freaky out. There. Don't be afraid, man. I mean, I, I, mean, I think I got right to my OC. I said, get, get crazy. Let's try it. We we don't get spring ball, so I look at summer at, from from right now, and we had already had our first practice until really, I don't care. As we start getting close to week one, I am gonna play around with some things. I'm gonna put kids in different spots. I'm gonna do different things and do stuff. Because this is the perfect time for me to try to solve situations I right. know are coming down the road. And when you um, said the that, kids, the like, kids, the kids don't know this, but personally, for me, I know what our core philosophy yeah. and playbook is, and we're going to teach that. We've been teaching that, and then within that, I'm gonna play around a little bit, and I'm gonna try to see. Can some nuggets work down right. the road? Right. And that's like interesting because we did that, right? We I told my OC that and he's like, Really? Like, let's try some. Hell yeah, let's try something. Let's figure it out. Let's do some different things right now. And Where? then that led us into our next my next point was just and it's just RPOs in the in high school are, are critical. And I've realized that as a defense guy, really, because it's tough, man, especially. In the city, 90% of the time, Coach Bell, you correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to see a little bit of an athlete, a quarterback as well, with a running back that's an athlete and the receiver's their best guy. You got to just blitz up front, right? You figure that out. But if you can get RPOs and implement those into your game and get your quarterback, that that one guy to realize, hey, you got three options now. You can throw it, you can hand it off, or you can run it yourself. And, and not – and that's one unique thing that I love about my OC, uh, Coach Harris. He's a young guy. Is that it's not just it, it's not handed off or just pass it. It, it. You can run it too, quarterback. Right? You didn't hand it. You go to look. Boom! It's not there. Maybe on the pass, just tuck it and run. Go get me back to the line of scrimmage. Give me one yard. Right? Don't do nothing stupid. And that's what we really try to coach in our RPOs. And that gives us three ways to get the ball to three different playmakers. Um, because all the time in the city, you're going to have your bet one of your best guys at quarterback, one of your best guys at running back, and your other best guys going to be one of the receivers. So that is that the way that we try to get the ball to our guys. Um, last year we struggled, like I said again, right? But that's unique about this year. We got Cheeky back, Charles Wilford back, right at quarterback, and uh, we we and then we got also Alex Neff that's played last year, our, our other kid, and then we have another third kid that's coming in. So now we have three quarterbacks for my first time ever. 
and we're able to run, okay, this is the left side RPO, two by uh, two receivers on this side. Now on the other side of the field, we got three receivers. Now in the middle of the field, we're just running handoff, and then he gets another snap, and now he's throwing a quick RPO on whatever side. We got three reps going with so many kids, and, and you know, when we can implement that in practice starting now, it, it can get dangerous. And I, I think our kids are in a great spot. We, we, we return 27 lettermen. So all our kids know all our calls. They know all of our signals. And we haven't lost the kids. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And I'm I'm just excited to see them at orange across from me on that sideline. I'll give them a hug before the game. But other than that, man, yeah. they, ain't love, they ain't love to yeah. have I tell you, man. Uh, you you know you said some some stuff that, that that's important. You know that RPO, that athlete, quarterback. You know putting those guys in, in, in the right positions, man. And being able to 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 get kids to execute at a high level. And the thing I was talking about was when you said reps. Kids learn. I think they learn on layers. Year year they learn. And you know to have twenty six Letterman back. You, that's that's a lot of varsity reps. It's a lot of varsity reps of your kids that are getting those reps and you know that's important i think and as you go on and you get down like you said later in the season those varsity reps matter so i got a a little thing i'm gonna do this year i'm gonna make sure that i continue to try to uh get my my kids ready to play this that early in the season right down the line so yeah, you know, because you know, late you're gonna bring in those twos, threes in the city, especially you get a guy banged up like Amir Brown. You know, for me, right, he's gonna get banged up because I'm gonna give him the pill 35 times. Tajon Burns, you're gonna give him that pill 30 times. He's gonna feel something after that game. And so having those guys ready by that end of that year, right, heading into you know city league play and things like that is very key, I think, and important. And I've learned that as a head coach through my three years, and I didn't. We had unique first two years, right? COVID, you know what I mean? All that stuff, bouncing back and forth, starting, not starting. So that's unique now. But, um, no, this was my favorite episode. I know it's long, but this was my favorite one. So I appreciate you, Coach Bell, coming on. It's all love. Man, you know, I enjoy enjoy being on here tonight with you guys, man. A lot of great minds on here, man. A lot of great guys, a lot of great coaches, man. Wishing you all continued success, man. Congrats, Coach. A wonderful year over there, you guys, man. Gahanna, I was supporting. I think I came to the Groveport Gahanna game. I was able to watch that. I had a little nephew, Thomas Newby. He's mm-hmm. on the team over there, played with you guys over there. So you know, I, um, you know, I, I was super, super proud of you guys and what you accomplished this year, man. man. And I and watched. Coach, I appreciate it, Coach. And this is our first time meeting, man. I'm, I'm just want to let you know, I'm a huge fan of yours now. And I can't wait to maybe try to do some things together in the future. You know, maybe get us all together, do some seven on sevens or pick each other's brain and see how you use athletes. Uh, and that's what I'm excited about this show and what it was intended to do was to talk football and meet some different guys. And, you know, without this show, I, I don't know if we would ever had that opportunity to talk together. Yeah. I just want to appreciate you coming on a lot. Uh, and, and good luck to you this season as well. I appreciate you guys having me, man. Definitely. Sayers, wrap this up for us, baby. Let's go. Hey, gentlemen, what a great night. My favorite night of the week, Wednesday night recording. Um, Coach Bell lets you know what it means to be go from day stars to Friday night stars. He lets you know about Mount Vernon's hood, how he runs that place out there. Um, We all did a quick new thing, our, our pick six, which was fun. 
Um, and we are pumped up for next week. We love being with you guys. If you're listening to us, keep hitting subscribe. Keep sending it to your people. We love this. We're just some guys that love football. You already know what it is. We love it, man. And you know what? There's been a lot of ratings and reviews, and we, we just can't continue to tell all you how happy we are and just want to say thank you so much and continue to do those things because that helps our show grow. You know, I, I can't tell you how many hours and time we've been putting in this show to try to make it be great for all of you. We've got some viewer topics that we're going to start rolling in starting next week. Uh, and, and be sure to also check out Fundraising University, right? I mean, check out them. Hit, hit them up. Hold up. up. That's Thanks Coach Bell. Coach yes. Bell can talk on this. Time out, Coach Bell. Hey, you, I you, and, you and Brent played in college together, yeah, right? Man. Brent's my guy, man. You that's know, what he said. Uh, that's my buddy, man. I just actually I texted him tonight when you was talking about fundraising. You, I said, man, how you gonna be going golfing with Ryan without me, man? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so I was over here pouting because Ryan took my friend, man. He hanging yeah, out. Hey, that's good, good friend. Friend. that's what Ryan does. But hey, yeah, we're we're. We're excited about Brent, man. Brent believes in what we're trying to get off the ground. We yeah. believe in the the things that Brent can offer a team and a program. Uh, and so if you, you're a team right now that hasn't set your fundraisers or you just want to take it to the next level, make sure you reach out to Fundraising University Ohio. Brent is going to yeah. make sure that your life is hassle-free. Fellas, what a great night. What a great, great time to be alive. We love this game. Good night, everybody. Night. Good night, my guys. <laughs>